Peace and love, family. We are back for season two of What's Good with You, and it's Nia Queen. I'm so happy to be back. I can't believe I'm here. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. I'm I'm so excited. I have a very special man next to me. He's he's a chef, I think. I think he's a chef or something like that. Uh, w- w- what's your name? My name is Quan. Some a lot of people call me Chef Beans. Chef Beans is in the building. Chef Beans is going to be the guest host this season. So I'm really excited to have him here. And I just wanted to quickly shout out Hood Psychologist. Um, he's holding it down for his family. He is having a baby next month, shout a beautiful baby girl. And I just hope that him and fi- him and his fiance have a safe delivery and a safe baby and. A healthy baby. I'm so excited for him. So, yeah, it's all love between me and his psychologist. I know y'all gonna be wondering, like, where he at? Where he at? He taking care of business. He taking yeah. care of his family. So that's where he at. Um, wow, I'm back. I'm How back. do you feel? How do you feel I, being I, back for season I'm, two? I'm so over ex- twenty episodes in I'm season like, one. Like, man, I'm so excited. Like, I've been. It's been on my heart. Like, I got to bring the show back. I got to bring the show back. And every time I see somebody, they're like, Nia, what's good with you? Like, when's it coming back? I'm like, I got y'all. Hold on. Hold on. But it's been a struggle trying to get this to come back. But we here now. And yeah. we here to stay. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just excited. And I got so much good feedback about season one. And even from... Like, the older generation, too. I was surprised. They were like, yeah, I learned about this. And I learned about depression. I'm like... Oh, y'all be watching my stuff, too? Right. My aunties and the church folk. I hate people at church. I know y'all be watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited that I was able to help people learn about stuff, too. What would you say is some of the best feedback that you got from people during season one or about season one? Uh, The best feedback? Well, that's a good question. I would say, oh, man, that's a hard one. Cause, cause there's one where my aunt was like, "Wow, Nia, you you have such great interviewing skills." And right. I was just like, "I do. Like, I I never prepared for this. I didn't study this. This is just something that was on my heart." So I, that was a really good compliment. But also, too, um, one of my friends called me about the parents episode that I did. That was like one of the first episodes, like parents who affect your mental health. And he was like. Nia, I struggle with the same thing. Like, I'm so glad that you did an episode about that. So that was that was some good feedback that I got. But it's I like to hear when my friends are like, "Oh yeah, listen to that episode." I'm right. like, "Oh, you be listening? Y'all be listening to me? Y'all like me? Okay, okay." Um, but yeah, we're back for season two, and this time around, I want it to be a little different. And what I mean different, I just want to be more transparent. Hey. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I want to be more transparent. I feel like in season one, I was not necessarily holding back, but I was a little afraid of what other people would think of me. Right. Or my family would think of me because I just... I guess I was scared a little bit. You know, yeah. I was a little scared. But, you know, now I'm out here. I'm grown. I'm 26 now. Hey. So I'm like, Nia, you got to be authentic. You got to give them the real because you don't know how many people you could be helping by sharing your story. No, absolutely. A lot of people struggle with identity. They struggle with being mm-hmm. their authentic selves. Right. So when they see someone being authentically themselves, it gives them the courage to also tap into that side of them. Right. 
Yeah. So this season, we we we're gonna be transparent. We're gonna keep it real. Last season we had the segment. Let's keep it real. But we are gonna keep it real all the time. Now. Keep it keep it real real all the time. Like we're we're not holding back. And uh, yeah, let's talk about this summer. How was your summer? Uh, my summer went by extremely fast. I feel like my birthday is the top of June. I feel like once that started, I blinked my eyes, and it was already September. I can't tell you everything that I did over the summer. I just know it went by fast. I know it was around the time when the country was transitioning right. to this being the first summer since the pandemic, you know, occurred. Right. So it was very interesting. Then you got the people who were like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go outside yet, different things like that. I'm more so focused on my business and mm-hmm. continuously giving myself the love that I want so that I can attract it. Everything right. else, I just kind of was like, I still somewhat stayed out the mix just because. Mm. <sighs> My summer was... Mm. How was your summer? Y'all, people was trying me this summer. What does that mean? People was trying me. Let's just say... We, we need a, more. I mean, a certain someone was trying to ruin my reputation. I'll say it like that. Jesus. And... um. I, I felt very tested in that moment, but I do appreciate my friends and my cousins for being there for me during that difficult time. Um, I wouldn't have been able to get through it without them. And I'm probably going to have a whole episode on that. So I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. But yeah, that that's how the summer started off for me, but it kind of turned around because I finally moved out. I'm out. I'm out. My parents. Moved I was out finally, to people's crib. That's what's up. Finally. I'm like, I really did that. Yeah. Like, by myself. Like, my daddy ain't giving me no money. I really did that. Um, but it was a struggle even doing that, trying to find an affordable place in a decent neighborhood in, a, like, in L.A. County. Right. It's just like, oh, damn. That's like, like Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. That should be a sport in itself just because, the yeah, the prices. Because I'm from Jersey, so not seeing Jersey is the most inexpensive place. Mm-hmm. But L.A. is on its own island right. as far as what you can get from a studio here versus, like, other places or one-bedroom right, exactly. based on the area. So I already know Studios how Studios be 1300 a month for a little room just like this. Like, this is your whole home, this room. Like, right. I was like, this don't make no sense. And then half half of the places don't even have air conditioning. They don't have new bathrooms. They don't have none of that. So I'm like, well, what am I paying for? Just to live in LA? Yeah, location. Basically, yeah, yeah, that's basically it. But it was a lot of highs and lows. Like I would think, oh, I'm about to get this place, and then my roommate's like, no, nah, I don't like it. I'm like, oh, dang. But also too parking. Yeah. What's up with parking in LA? I don't understand. A, like, lot, a lot of people want to move out here because of location, weather, right. things like that. And if you're lucky, you'll find a place that provides parking for you. But when it comes to street parking, that's a whole street Olympic game itself. Brutal. Yeah, absolutely. Brutal. And luckily, my place has two parking spots. But it, it took me a while to even find two parking spots because some places were like, oh, we're all for one. I'm like, but it's. You see it's two people right One for here. a two-bed, and <laughs> right. y'all going to have to figure it out. Yeah, like, no, I wasn't finna do that. But I, I do like my new place. Uh, the only thing is I don't have no air conditioner, so 
I'll be burning up. I'll be trying to get out of there when it's hot. Right. But um, it's not too, too bad. But I'm glad that the season is about to change. So right. it's not going to be as hot. Um, but, yeah, I moved out. Like, I, I can't believe it. Like, I'm really, like, I feel grown now. Like, I feel like an adult now. Like, even though I've, I guess I've kind of been a, an adult. But now I really feel it. It's it's different when it's different when it comes to adulting when bills are there and it's like oh right. no if I don't put this money to the side right. then there will be repercussions to that right. to whereas you have that comfortability that living net. With, that safety, safety net living yeah. with your parents like oh, I can spend this at the end of the day I know I'm going to have something to eat right I know I'm going to have something to stay right somewhere to stay so yeah but. Yeah, I'm out here. I'm proud of myself, though. And I got a raise. That there we go. Good Amen. job. We, we, we like to hear that, those like, blessings. on my birthday, they sent me an email saying, oh, Nia, you're getting a raise for the next... I'm like, oh, I need it. Yeah. I need it because it's expensive out here. Yeah. Um, But I, I wanted to make sure that I thank the listeners for tuning in in season one. We, we had a lot of downloads and streams and I was just, like, shocked. Like, wow, people really listen to this. But also, too, I realized how much of the podcast was for me. What do you mean? Like, it was really therapeutic. Okay. Like, I realized after I stopped recording that, like, my mental health was declining. Sheesh. And I didn't have that outlet to say what it is that I needed to say. So... It was really like a release for me. Like, I always talk about it when I'm in therapy with the kids. Like, you know, if you're going through something, talk about it. You could talk to me. You know, but I never thought that, oh, wow, this is my outlet. Yeah. And, and it never occurred to me. But, yeah, as much as it helped y'all, it helped me too. And that's why I'm, I'm like, I have to bring it back for my own mental health. Absolutely. Not just for, you know, listens or likes or all that stuff, but for me. Because this is helping me ultimately at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for listening to season one. Now we are in, would you say post COVID era or we're not post COVID yet? Huh? Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely not post COVID, especially mm-hmm. with all the different announcements and billboards and things like that. This is still very much so the eye of it. I would say, I don't even know what, if I would say post pandemic because I still yeah. feel like that's, con- you can say post quarantine, post quarantine, post quarantine. Yeah. Cause I mean, last year, last year was rough. It was really rough. But this year, I think a lot of people have been struggling with that reintegration into society and even going back to work in person because that's what I had to do. And I'm like, I'm tired. Like, (laughs) I want to work from home again. But when I was working from home, I'm like, I can't wait till we go back again. I can't wait till we go back again. Now, I I don't know what I want. But it's different. It's not the same as, you know, going to work before because now it's like, oh, you have to have a COVID test. Oh, we got to take your temperature. You got to fill out this survey. I'm like, dang, I got to do all this just to come into work. Like, it's a lot more than I expected. What about in in your industry? I know you work in the film industry, right? So that was all that stuff is more so recent Um, during the eye of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and quarantine like that. I still, and at the time, was managing a restaurant. So with that, we just had to make sure that 
we were being super precautious and doing everything that the county and the state right, needed us right, to do right, to make right, sure right. customers are six feet away. Mm-hmm. Everyone has on masks, no masks, no service. Mm-hmm. Just being real, really like strict with that. So I never actually worked from home in that capacity. Oh. Even though being an entrepreneur, I always technically work from home because right. that's where I make my product right, and things exactly, like that. Yeah. But I would say. A lot of people are complaining about, you know, working from home versus like pulling up in person. And a lot of people also struggle with like that solitude, like being with themselves during the pandemic. But I feel like I've already set up shop in solitude. Like I've Mm, already taken steps towards like really getting to know myself, Mm -hmm. even if that's in the absence of everyone else. So I perceived the quarantine and pandemic a little different. Like I mm. kind of maintained okay. the cadence that I was already on. You was on. already on that. I yeah, was already, already kind of on, on. Like yeah. no, no matter what happens externally, mm-hmm. I need to make sure I'm good. If ever anything was to happen, it right. just so happened that something happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I, I enjoy being around people cause I like to talk a lot as you can see. Nah, I feel you. Um, but I think, just in my field, working with children, that the Zoom stuff was not working. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. It wasn't working. Because I'm like, are you paying attention? Are you there? Like, they want to turn the camera off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. I'm like, Probably okay. got their Nintendo Switch right. under the camera. Like, oh, yeah, I'm paying Or attention. their phone, like, just texting. Uh-huh. And I'm like, am I even helping these kids at this point? But I've seen a, a real turn in my clients as far as the rapport that I have with them. They they trust me more now. Through via Zoom? No, this is in person now. Okay. Yeah, they, I, I feel like they, they're opening up more. Even though I've been working with them for mostly a year, they're now starting to reveal things to me. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me that? Never mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, not for you. It's that in-person connection that I guess they feel safe yeah. around me. So now they're starting to reveal more. So I, I am happy kind of about that. But it's just tiring because I have to drive around for work, so it's a little tiring. Yeah. It's it's an energy thing. Right. It's hard to feel energy through the phone or mm-hmm. through a laptop, through an iPad, versus if someone's in front of you telling you that they care about you, telling you that they care about your well-being, versus, right. like, I don't know. It's like visiting somebody in jail. You got the glass screen. Right. You want to feel the love. You put the hand up on it. Like, that's what a FaceTime <laughs> and Zoom call is. Right, exactly. I can't touch. We see each other. Right. But we can't really exchange energy. Right, exactly. I think that's the key word, energy. Yeah. I think they could feel that welcoming energy from me. Right. So they, they feel more comfortable. And when you feel more comfortable, you reveal more about yourself. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a... That's the upside to reintegration. Uh, the other thing I don't like about quarantine being over is where's my money? Like, my money's gone. Because <laughs> inflation. <laughs> I'm like, Yo. wait a minute. How did I spend $200? I only went one place. I told I told people, um, so the country, this is how I, I view it, right? Mm-hmm. When everybody got the stimulus checks and things like that, is the the country is trying to think of ways to get that back or just things oh. that were shut down. So raising taxes all over and inflating the prices, that's how they're going to get their money back. So going to Applebee's usually where you'll spend that tw- two for 20 or whatever like that, <laughs> it's now 35 or 40, even though it's still got the same title. Wow. Is there, I work in a restaurant. I know like if you, you have to, for the most part, follow suit with inflation if you plan on keeping your business open because how can you compete when everybody else is going up in price from your product? 
Everybody's going up in price. So if that. you don't go up in price, like that's what it is. You didn't yeah, notice certain places are more expensive than they were before. Like Dollar Dollar Tree talking about charging things that's not even a dollar anymore. <laughs> like, that broke you, my you, heart. You can't call yourself Dollar Tree, though. right? Like you need, yeah, you need to call it Discount Mart or something. But, right? Yeah, two Dollar Tree, something, but not wow, inflation. Not I Dollar never, Tree. I never even thought about that. Yeah, that never even crossed my mind. I just thought I'm too excited to be outside, so I just started spending more money. But yeah, don't. that's not, that's not for me. I don't want to be out like that. Don't. Now that I have a place, like y'all want to hang out, come to the crib. Right. I, I got food at the crib. I got liquor at the crib. Come on. Hmm. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to spend that money. Um. But today, today's topic. Since I just moved out, you know, it's been on my heart to talk about how adulting has changed my life. Ghetto. Adulting is ghetto. It's it's get. No, I think it's it's bills is ghetto too. Like I think that's the part. Because, like you said earlier, it's no safety net. So, it's all on you. Yeah, absolutely. You got to pay the bills. You got to pay the rent. You got to take out the trash. You got to do the, like, you got to, everything is on you. You got to keep your house clean. You got to buy the cleaning supplies to clean your house. Like, oh, man. Anyway. Okay. Good thing I got a raise, though. So, that's helping helping me out. Um, But one of the most common stressors of adulting is financial responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's, that's been different. That's been different. I think I struggle the most because I'm frugal. Okay. Or cheap, whatever y'all want to say. Frugal, cheap, whatever. I don't like seeing the money go out of my account. If I see all these transactions, I'm like, Nia, what are you doing? Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Stop spending money. So, I don't know. What, what about you? Well, when it comes to me, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Am I frugal? I would like to consider myself like the dad off Everybody Hates Chris. It's like. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it's like, cheap. It's like, no, I'm playing. No, no, you know what it is? <laughs> that's 10 cents worth of spilled milk. You're going to drink that milk. <laughs> you know what it is? I spend money on things that I want to spend money on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't always think in a moment of, you know, how this can. Imp- I make sure my bills and everything are paid. It's not like I take my cell phone money or my rent money. Into, mm-hmm. and, no, I don't play like that. But when it comes to that other money. I want to just do a better job at investing it, whether that's into stocks, whether that's right. in something that can enhance my business to bring in more streams. Yeah. But going outside is ghetto. It's like every time I leave my house, I feel like I spend a hundred dollars. Yeah. A hundred is the that's new how much dollar. It costs. It's yeah. like why? Why does it cost a hundred dollars? And I'm not even going to talk about Target. How you just think you about to buy some napkins <laughs> and you end up? It, it gets yeah. crazy. It gets extremely crazy. But nonetheless, um, when it comes to I guess adulting and tapping into like the financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I struggled with was financial literacy because mm. I'm not going to say it was ever anyone that tells me certain things about credit or right. credit yeah. cards, or if you can't buy it twice, you shouldn't even buy it once. Like just certain mm. things that I'm learning as an adult now right. and through the hardships that I faced from moving to Los Angeles when I first got here, I was able to identify, do I actually need this or do I want this because it's in front of me? Right. It's like factoring in that or even I got food in the crib. Right. Is this yeah. that like, okay, you don't That's like spending a lot of money tonight right now because I've been spending money on food like crazy. The, how's, how's your grocery how's your grocery responsibility like when it goes grocery shopping i mean i've had to learn i had to learn to let go so i told you about like how i'm frugal like 
Nia, it's okay. You gotta pay. You have to eat, Nia. Right. Wait, wait let go of what, though? That money. Oh. <laughs> when you said learn to let go, like, because we were talking about groceries, I thought you was talking about, like, let go of that old lemon that's still in your refrigerator <laughs> door or something. When you said let go, I'm like, dog, just check the expiration date <laughs> no, on these no. things. <laughs> no, no. So you like, did kind of look at me funny when I said let go. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, I, let go I'm, of them. Okay, I get what you I'm talking saying. about, so... When I was staying with my parents, obviously, I was able to save a lot of money. Right. Because I was only spending a small portion, mostly on food, groceries, stuff like that. Right. So, when I moved, it's like something, I guess I get kind of anxious or stressed out when I have to spend a lot of money. But then I have, I, I tell myself, like, Nia, you, this is a necessity. You need to pay for this. Like, even if your account gets a little low, you still need to eat. Right. So, it's like a, it's a mental thing for me. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But even just, just making big purchases for my apartment. Right. Like, my dad's like, Nia, you need a bed. Go ahead and spend that $500. Get your bed because you're going to need it. You're going to sleep in it every night. But I always... Yeah, I always have to tell myself, like, Nia, you need this. Like, it's okay to not have that money. That's that's a part of adulthood. Like, sometimes your bank account going to get kind of low. Right. It's not going to be always on full, always commas in there, whatever whatever y'all right. be having. Like, it's not always going to be that. So that's that's a... It's currency. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still struggling. <laughs> it's, it's currency. It's, it's a lot as adults. I feel like we have to unlearn from things that we were probably taught or inadvertently mm-hmm. that we obtained. I read a book recently and it talked about looking at finances and money as a currency. It's free flowing, whether it's coming in, coming out. If you're trying to hold on to certain things, not even to get back on inflation, but the value of that dollar is decreasing anyway. So if you're mm. looking at it as this is an investment, like a bed somewhere I'm going to be sleeping at every night right. and I worked hard for it, I'm going to dish it out because you're only going to get that back in return. You have to make sure that the currency with right. your finances are flowing. Not say spend everything in one day because it's going to come back in the same day. Not saying that, but right. just being mindful of mindful that it's going to flow back. Yes, yeah, like it's, it's like why am I so attached to this dollar? Like right. why am I so why am I operating out of scarcity? Like right. I don't have enough to spend it when I actually do. Right, and I think that comes from when I was living in Virginia and I worked at uh, Chipotle. Okay. I was making like what nine dollars an hour, right? So I really had to hold on to my money. Like right. I really couldn't spend. Like I remember going to I don't know if y'all ever been to Aldi, but they got some cheap. Not, yeah, no, no, I love Aldi. I was like, my best let me go to Aldi. I got twenty five dollars. No, I got a hundred dollars in my account total. Let me let me twenty five dollars because I still got a paper. Uh, my bill, my electricity bill, or something like that. So I'm like, I got twenty five dollars. I'm gonna go in here. I'm gonna spend it like this. And I guess I kept that mentality. And even like my dad, like got mad at me one time. He's like, Nia, just ask me for money. Why you? Why are you being like that? Like you don't have nobody. I'm like, oh yeah, I could ask you, but right. I, I don't know why. Like I, I never wanted to ask my dad because I just felt like I need to do this. I need to prove that 
I'm an adult out here and I could, you know, make it on my own. And he was already helping me out with my rent in Virginia. So I was just like, I don't want to ask for more. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse because I feel like as we're younger, we always wanted to be a part of the tables where they said this is grown folks business. Or right, we always exactly. wanted to be adults. And then right. once we became adults, especially going away to college, right. let me show my parents that I'm, I'm out the house. I'm right. grown. I could do this. I can do yeah. this. I, I, and then when things start happening, we kind of shy away from the resources that we know can potentially be unconditional like that unconditional love that parents can give so i definitely understand but it's a lot of meals that thankfully you know we persevered through but we probably could have had different experiences if we just reached out i don't know is it pride yes it's pride it's ego is the perception that we build of ourselves Mm -hmm. like whatever that i need i'm going to make sure that i get it myself but another way of still getting it yourself is tapping into your resources because you develop like that's a part of you Mm -hmm. and i guess too i kind of sometimes compare myself to others okay like, yeah, as we so as like, we all do. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh well, well they got this and they got that, and I can't even afford my groceries. Like without asking my parents, that's kind of it was. Kinda, I guess because too in my grad program there were a lot of older adults, like people with kids and all that. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that's over though. Right. But I have to start reminding myself, like Nia, you're not making nine dollars an hour anymore. You right. can you can buy the groceries. You can pay your your car payment you can pay this like you're gonna have to let go of that but it's definitely a little stressful a little stressful um but the next thing that i wanted to get into was the work-life balance because on one hand i have all this freedom right to do whatever i want now that i'm out on the other hand i still gotta work and i'm (laughs) tired i'm tired y'all I'm tired because I've been doing the most. Even my friends be like, dang, Nia, you going out again? Okay. But then when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to get out of bed. So I want to ask you because not only. I'll be all over yeah, the place. Yeah. Like, you got 10 million jobs. Right, right, right. <laughs> so how do you how, how do you have that work-life balance? My work-life balance, so. I prioritize what's important and if certain things have deadlines and I just allocate my time and energy where it needs to go in that moment. So if I'm going into a week and I know I have 30 orders to fulfill, I have to be at the production studio at this time, the restaurant at that time, different things like that. I tailor and adjust my schedule to that while also knowing that the love and light that I need is in arm's reach. If I'm not getting it in person, I can just, it's a phone call away. Mm -hmm. I make time for that, but I'm very intentional with where I allow around myself. I think I don't really believe in idle time. If it's Mm -hmm. too much idle time in my life, I start to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that keeps me unbalanced because like you said, how you get energized by energy, just being an extrovert, introvert, ambivert, whatever it is. I realized in my isolation and solitude, like I was talking about earlier, that I need to be actively working on my creativity. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to work-life balance, I found ways to be a creative in the workspace and outside the workspace. And I even have a list called things that make me happy in my Mm -hmm. phone. So if I feel overwhelmed, I've created this resource of things that I can do when I'm feeling unbalanced. Whether that's getting myself a strawberry shortcake ice cream bar, whether that's watching Battle Rap, a classic hood movie, doing whatever 
The, that's how I like maintain fluidity. I need one of those. Yeah, create. I mean, we yeah, all got notepads in our phones, right? Yeah. Like whether you got iPhone, Android, mm-hmm. but a lot of people issue is they don't know how to respond to things when they're feeling unbalanced. So if you create right. a resource for yourself, at least something that can help pacify that feeling, it could be very beneficial. But back to your initial question, as far as like work life balance. Work doesn't always even necessarily feel like work because I'm mm. doing things that I would do even if I wasn't getting paid for them. Mm. When people find work-life balance, yeah. there's a lot of people who are in jobs just to pay the bills or just right. to, you know, so their parents can be like, my kid does this and this and that when they go back to work or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. But every space that I'm in, I'm in because I want to be in, whether I'm being a sponge, whether I'm exercising a skill that I just learned. And that's how I monitor it. But that's my work-life balance is... Is my life balance. Yeah, I think I, I need to make a list like that. And you know what's funny? What's is, one thing that you would put on? If you was to create a list in this moment, things that make me happy, what's one thing that you could think of that gives you inexplainable joy? Uh, Watching Brown Sugar. That, that's, that can be number one on there. Um, what else would I put on there? Mm, that's a hard question. I like being with my friends yeah. or calling one of my friends, calling my best friend. Take, take the sister. time. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm definitely make a list like that. And, and the reason why that's funny to me is because I work on that with the kids all the time. Right. When you feel this way, like okay, let's make a list of how you could cope with these things. Like, but why I don't listen to my own we're, advice? We're only know. big <laughs> adults or whatever. We're only bigger kids. Right. Exactly. We still need we really those same are. things. We really are. And, and that work life balance is it, new to me because. When I was at my parents' house, even though I was grown, I still want to respect their home. Right. You know, so I can't come in at one on a weekday or I can't just stay out all night without communicating with them. So I was just like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to go because, yeah, then I'm going to have to tell my parents, then I'm going to have to do this and do all that. So I stayed at home a lot more. And right. now that I have my own space, it's like I have the freedom to go whenever I want to go. But even, you also got X work. amount of dollars to pay every no, month. No, so you got to think about that now, right. too. That's going to balance me out right there. Because this month, I'm like, y'all, I'm not going out. Don't call me to go out. I'm not going out unless y'all want to pay for me. Right. But I'm not going out and paying for my drinks or paying for my food because I need to put money into something else. Right. Um. But last month, I would say, was a, I was going out way too much. Every weekend I was doing something, and and I'm looking at my bank account now, like, really, Nia? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the work-life balance, I, I just, I've been feeling, like, more tired. And also, too, I, in August, I had something called gastritis. Have you ever heard of that? No. So, is that, gastri- a, is that a gas station? <laughs> no, <laughs> it sound like a, it sound like a Sunoco or something. No, gastritis is uh like when your stomach lining becomes inflamed. Okay, and it's caused by stress. Mm. And so, just one day, I, I had a lot of stress, like in my personal life and in my work life. Okay, and I was not taking care of myself at all. Okay, like I wasn't doing any self care or things that make me happy. I wasn't doing that. I was okay. focused on. I got to get this work done before I go on vacation. I got to do this. I got to do that. So my mind was just racing. And, like, one day I was eating something, and then my stomach just started, like, hurting real bad. Like, mm. think about, like, somebody just socking you in the stomach or somebody yes. stabbing you right in the stomach. Like, and it's a very sharp pain. And I was like, oh, like, oh, it's going to go away. You know, whatever. 
It didn't go away. It was like all day. Right. And I'm like calling like my aunt that's the nurse. I'm like, what should I do? Like, should I go to the hospital? Blah blah blah. I go to the hospital and um the first question the doctor asked me was, Have you been under a lot of stress? I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been under a lot of stress. I just moved out the house. I have all these responsibilities at work. It was some drama going on in my personal life. And I wasn't doing anything to release. Like, I wasn't, I went to, I went to therapy, but I feel like during that time, like, I didn't go. It was like a month or so, I didn't go. And I have no release, and literally, my body was shutting down. Like, it's saying, no, you need to stop. You need to stop. Your stomach's not going to hurt until you take care of yourself. Like, that's literally what it was telling me. So, that work-life balance, you really got to get a handle on that, because... If you don't, then you'd be like me in the hospital talking about, oh, my stomach, I can't eat anything. Uh, like, uh, I couldn't do nothing that day. That was, oh, that was I, terrible. I don't know why, like, I'm in a, such a silly mood. Oh, my gosh. What are you going to make fun of? No, me? but, like, listen, listening to your story, it just reminded me, like, of a, a 90s Mary J. Blige song. Like, not going to cry or something. I don't know why. But, no, <laughs> it's, no, no, but say, all right, no, no, seriously, don't know. People... Uh-huh do need to work on like how they respond to like stress and being able to like check it at the door and identify right. what's going on. Right. Because if you're able to identify it, once you develop a healthy relationship with yourself mm-hmm. and know your body inside out. So when you notice stress or anxious thoughts start to occur, being able to check them before they fully like blossom and take right. over your body. Exactly. Cause it sounds like that's ultimately what happened. Things right. just kept piling on top of each other, transitioning job, this, this and that. Now you're in a hospital, so right. thankfully you were able to, you know, persevere through that and mm-hmm. tap back into this platform that you created that helps you mitigate those right. things. And I was like really freaking out. I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't. Wanna, I didn't. I just didn't want to accept that there was something wrong right. with me. So I was just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I was like, you need to go. Go. Go to urgent care before it closes. Blah blah right. blah. Whatever. But I, I got through it. Okay. But I learned my lesson. I'll say that. What I was the lesson? I need to address my stress when it starts and not just pile on things on top of it. And just because, you know, I have all these responsibilities, that doesn't mean I can't take that time to be by myself and right. take a break. Right. So I have to listen to my body and listen to those anxious uh, feelings and those stress feelings like you were talking about earlier.